United Baristas fact checks keep cups claims about their thermal cup, and it just doesn't stack up. Reusable cup company Keep Cup made the claim last week on Instagram that their thermal cup model has a lower environmental impact than paper cups after eight uses. The post raised eyebrows and disapproval in private messages amongst people who know about such things. In this article we are going to shine a light on the life cycle assessment so you can judge claims like this for yourself and determine whether a keep cup is right for you and your customers. Before we begin the analysis, it's a shame to be talking about cups again. The discussion over takeout cups has already taken too much of the coffee industry's time and resources, and with very little benefit. As will become apparent, the difference between the best and worst scenarios is so small compared to the scale of the challenge before us that it is impossible to prevent climate change through cup selection. There are also much easier ways to make larger differences. So it is United Barista's position that the coffee industry should focus its efforts and limited resources on areas where big gains can be made with the least effort. Also United Barista's believes that we should be committed to building the industry and each other up. We have deliberately chosen not to single out specific reusable cup companies, while working to shift the industry's focus onto more meaningful matters. But Keep Cups post changes that position. Ideally, we would like to never have to talk about reusable versus takeout cups again. As an industry we should be working towards big, realistic and ambitious goals, like an 80-90% to reduction in coffee's carbon footprint by 2040. To do this we need to make significant progress now and every year onwards. We don't want the noise around Keep Cups claim to slow the industry from making progress. We must keep moving forwards. Calculating the carbon footprint of a product is becoming increasingly easy as there are now standards, methodologies and databases one can use. The Life Cycle Assessment, which is commonly abbreviated to LCA, is the internationally agreed approach and this includes the carbon generated from cradle to grave including the materials, manufacturer, distribution, use and disposal of an item. It's an incredibly useful tool, mainly because it allows the comparison of options. When a coffee drinker uses a paper takeout cup, the calculations are simple because all the embodied carbon is attributed to a single use. There have been a number of studies on paper cups and there is range in the assessments because of variations in national electricity generation and different cup designs. So for this example we're going to pick a number at the slightly heavier end of the consensus, which we have used before of 11 grams of embodied carbon dioxide for a cup and lid. This 11 grams is written as 11 grams carbon dioxide equivalent. The model takes all the climate change causing gases and converts them to a single number so we can more readily compare. It's common practice to casually shorten carbon dioxide equivalent to carbon dioxide or even carbon, but of course these are technically different things. For items that are used a number of times across their life, the carbon footprint is a little more complicated because we have to calculate both the embodied energy required to make the item in the first place, just like with the paper cup, plus the additional carbon footprint each time we use it. We've covered this before explaining the carbon footprint of a cup of coffee, which includes single-use coffee and multi-use coffee equipment, plus other things such as shipping. Life cycle assessments have found the key cause of emissions from multi-use cups is washing as there is carbon dioxide generated from the water treatment, electricity to heat the water and the detergent. Generally it's most carbon efficient to clean cutlery and crockery in a fully loaded dishwasher. Obviously, the exact carbon emissions per use will vary with a number of factors such as the dishwasher model, or if a coffee drinker should hand wash which typically has a higher footprint, and a country's types of electricity generation. 
The UK has about half the carbon per kilowatt hour of US electricity, for example. In this instance, we are going to use a range keep cup supplied in response to our questions of 8 to 10 grams of carbon dioxide per wash. To make things easier, we'll average it to 9 grams as this is similar to other LCAs. The answer is, of course, it depends. But we can do better than that because we have the life cycle assessment information to calculate the break-even. First we take the total carbon footprint of the product. We are still waiting on Keep Cup to provide this information. It really should be in the LCA document. But they told us in response to our questions that the embodied carbon in the thermal cup is 1,600 grams. There is some additional carbon emission for things like the packaging and shipping, which we are going to ignore for now, you'll see why below. At the beginning of our calculations, the Keep Cup Thermal has a footprint of approximately 1,600 grams and the paper cup has zero. With each takeout coffee we drink, the Keep Cup's footprint goes up 9 grams for washing and the paper cup increases our coffee drinking habits carbon footprint by 11 grams. This could be represented in a graph showing the cumulative carbon footprint for the two cups over 1,000 coffees. Both lines move up and to the right, with the Keep Cup Thermal starting higher, but increasing slightly less quickly. For this scenario, the break-even point is around 800 coffees. We can work it out as we know that washing a cup, including reusable cups, emits about 2 grams of carbon less than the embodied energy in a paper takeout cup. So the incremental benefit is 2 grams per use. So the number of uses for the break-even is 11 grams, carbon in the paper cup and lid, 9 grams, energy required to wash a cup, equals 2 grams carbon benefit per use for using a reusable cup. This difference is less than 1% of a flat white's carbon footprint, which is why it's seldom worth talking about. But in this case it is useful because we can divide the increment benefit into the total carbon footprint of a reusable cup. For the keep cup thermal in this example. 1600 grams, embodied carbon in a keep cup thermal, divided by 2 grams, incremental benefit, equals 800 uses. So, if you are going to use this cup over 800 times, this cup will lower your footprint. If you were to use it less than that, or use it instead of the coffee shop porcelain crockery, your total footprint would increase. LCAs and break-evens are great because they provide individuals and companies with the information they need to decide which option is best for them. Obviously, the perfect cup for me isn't necessarily the perfect cup for you. So while there are some people who'll use a reusable cup over 800 times, by the way, that's every weekday for over three years, many and maybe even most people wouldn't. Why does Keep Cup claim eight uses? This is a really good question, and one that has taken some probing to get an answer, and I'm still not sure that we are there. Check out the Instagram comments. The methodology and requirements of an LCA include all the emissions, from cradle to grave. If you remember, in the embodied carbon figure above Keep Cup missed out the packaging, shipping and energy required to dispose of the item at the end of its life. In this Instagram post, Keep Cup are actually stating that the packaging, shipping and disposal is equal to 8 paper cups alone. So, once a coffee drinker has used the thermal cup 8 times instead of a paper cup, on the ninth use the coffee drinker starts to get the incremental 2 grams of carbon dioxide benefit between washing and a paper cup. Confused? If you are, you have every reason to be. The Keep Cup post is an odd way to communicate an environmental break-even. And if you accept their logic, it would be more true to say that there is an incremental benefit from the very first use. 
Furthermore the language in the post is vague so it can easily be misunderstood to mean that the thermal cup has a total carbon footprint of 8 paper cups, which would be grossly wrong. If we use the above inputs and information from Keep Cup the total uses to break even is 808. 8 uses for packaging, distribution and end of life plus 800 uses for the embodied carbon equals 808 uses. The great thing about these last days of back and forth with Keep Cup is that it's become apparent to us that the coffee industry is now smarter and too well educated about carbon footprints to accept poor communication and odd claims like this at face value. It was in fact someone in the coffee industry that brought this post to our attention because they immediately understood it to be wrong. But we need to spread the break-even message across our communities and to our customers, so that they too can start to make better decisions that lower their carbon footprint. We've been calling on Keep Cup to retract the claim or make another post with clearer, more accurate information. Let's hope that they do it quickly. It would be a real shame for consumers to buy this cup and to see their carbon footprint go up. By the way, potential customers may very well be better to spend their money on a UK tree planting initiative. A Keep Cup thermal costs £24 to £26 in the UK. For £25.80, through this project you can take about 2 tons of carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. That's equivalent to the embodied carbon in 1,250 Keep Cup thermals, or the carbon saved if you were to use this cup 1 million times. As the world lifts from lockdown, let's get back to the things that really make a difference in tackling climate change. Let's cut our carbon footprint by choosing milks more carefully, reducing energy consumption of espresso machines and building more energy-efficient coffee shops. This is a great challenge before us, it's going to take efforts from all of us as well as our smartest and best work yet. But United Baristas wants this to happen, as soon as possible, and we believe the industry is up to the task. Join with us and let's reduce coffee's carbon footprint. You can find out more about reducing your footprint in our current series of articles, just search coffee's carbon footprint on unitedbaristas.com.